So we have a um suggestion, like a feature suggestion. No, like a topic suggestion. This is our first one. Whoa. From like a family member or No, like from a listener, like a person who listens to the show. An actual real life listener. Who isn't a blood relation wow. to either of us that I am aware of. So wait a minute, is he related by marriage somehow? <laughs> he must be related not, somehow. Also not that I know of. So we had a uh, a tweet from uh Gatorwoo on Twitter. And AKA JJ Valenzuela. Yes. And he uh, suggested that we could talk about how to approach features you want versus users want or self-imposed design constraints in order to get the best products. I have a feeling he might have been limited by the 140 characters there and he's cut out a few bits of, of thing. There is a few words missing. <laughs> I, I think, because we tried to clarify with him, I think what he's trying to say is, you know, we, we both make products. You know, you make gift-wrapped um, I, along with some other people, make you know pocket casts and pocket weather. How how do we choose the features you know that go into a version one and subsequent version, and how much of that I guess is influenced by users versus just us? So, like minimum viable product. E- yeah, for version one, I guess that's minimum viable product. Although I got to tell you, I hate that phrase. I knew you would hate that phrase, and in fact, I think I might call the episode by that phrase just because I know you hate it. <laughs> no, <laughs> and the episode will be thirty seconds long because that's the minimum viable product for this podcast. <laughs> no, I, I, there's a picture that goes around on Twitter every now and then, and I'm sure that you've seen it. And uh, it's a picture like it has two. It has two uh, series of illustrations, I guess. Uh, one is like uh, what not to do with a minimum viable product, and it's like you have the shell of the car, and then you you know add some like a wheel or something, and it's still like, and the entire time it's a useless thing until you get to the actual car, and then there's like the version which is like it goes from being a skateboard to a bike to a motorbike to a car, and so it's kind of like you know. It, it, that that's what minimal minimum viable product brings to mind for me. Yeah, I mean that there's an okay analogy. I mean you can pick it apart reasonably quickly if you just say, "But I needed something to tow my trailer." So thanks for the skateboard, thanks for the bicycle, thanks for the motorbike, but you didn't actually give me what I wanted till I needed the car. So yeah, it does go both ways. Like you you can't just build the simplest thing possible. It has to actually be useful as well. Yeah, so I mean, it it basically is coming down to uh, you know deciding the features that you are going to put into a product before, like uh, all the way through, right? And a minimum viable product isn't necessarily a thing for launch, just like just for launch. It's your minimum, like you're always trying to ship the minimum viable product. Let's just I'm just going to repeat that phrase over and over again, just because I know you hate it. Wait, wait, I'm going to teach you something. NVP <sighs> M. V P and then I would really sound like a good, really, really sound like a douchebag. <laughs> I got to tell you this: I was on a website today. I won't tell you whose website, and they had a button. It said "Mark as leveraged." <laughs> what does that even mean? <laughs> I think it's like no, you don't mark it as red. You don't mark it as actioned. Gun fingers. You mark it as leveraged. So you're welcome. Anyway, MVP. Keep going. I think it like I think having you know the 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 minimum amount of features is not necessarily like something that you worry about just for launch because you always have to take care of that you've always got to make 
the choice as to what you're going to add to a product. Like at, at all points, every release is you got to go through that process. And I know I definitely do with with my apps. I I'm sure that you guys do with things like Pocket Casts and stuff. Yeah, definitely. So when we're planning a new release, one of the first things we plan is what things can we remove. So what what can we actually remove from the product to make it simpler? That won't anger a whole bunch of people. And then you know what can we add, but add it in such a way that you know it's not going to confuse the heck out of existing users, and it's not going to make you know whatever workflow they've set up in one of our apps you know any more difficult. And we don't always achieve that. Just ask some of our users in in previous releases. But I'd like to think that we're getting more disciplined these days. You know, we're trying to pair a lot of things back, and we're we're just constantly on the hunt for things to remove. Yeah, I mean, we add new things. As well, I guess the interesting question here is: Okay, you're working on, let's say, GIF wrapped. How how do you decide what goes into a new version? Like, how how does that process work? Okay, so the process for me typically is that I mean, I I will personally use the app, and sometimes I'll just sit down with the with the thought to you know go through and just play with a few things and see where I think I can up I, I can improve improve it myself right uh that is kind of a good thing and i mean i do that on a regular basis anyway just you know just using the app but sometimes i actually sit down with the purpose of okay i'm going to try and figure out some things that i can do i also get a lot of suggestions about what to do with the app like things that people want added i have a uh, i keep all of this in a in a couple of wonder list lists so i have one for enhancements and one for bugs and so my enhancements ones has my enhancements list is like 29 items long um and a few few things are starred for this particular release that i'm working on now and my bugs list is about six items long and they're not like these aren't like crashes or really kind of heavy bugs that need to be like super fixed cut hurry up and do them it's just simple things like if you install the app the first time and you go into the settings panel there will and you're on ios 8 there will be an option for the system settings and if you hit that button you will just get taken to system settings not to the gift wrapped section or anything like that because there is no settings in there when you first launch they come later like when you uh when you add give it uh, permission to access your photos then all of a sudden you get a toggle in there that's a i mean that's a bug to me i consider that a bug fixing that making it so that it only shows when there's actual stuff but some of these are suggested by people you know people write suggest them tell me like they uh, tell me that they've uh, come across this bug and some of them are things that i've picked up when i'm when i'm just playing with it and really, like the process that I go through when I'm deciding what I'm going to do with this next release, typically I will pick a couple of things that I think are big and a couple of things that I think I've like that I've not necessarily that I can quantify. I've had a lot of a lot of requests for, um, but things that, you know, I, I feel like, you know, there's been um, there's been a lot of um, people asking about or uh things that people have uh, have you know mentioned or and even sometimes things that people have said uh like you know people have been asking questions about you know through the support channel like on twitter or via email like how do i do this because and i'm right like okay that's not clear enough i can make this right in this version and then i'll kind of take some of the smaller things and just kind of buffer it out until i feel like i've got a you know a, a chunk that i can i can happily release yeah so I, I guess our process is similar although it has changed as um you know some of our apps have become you know more popular because we get 
you know, more feedback in, in every single direction. And I don't know, we take a pretty unique approach to it. I think the, the first thing is like you, where we're all users of our, our, of our own app. Yep. And so <laughs> the very first thing we'll do is like, what things do we want and what things do we not want? And, you know, what things do we think we could do better or, you know, are annoying us personally. And, sorry users if you're listening but that that takes number one priority because at the end of the day the app is for me like it's nice that a few hundred thousand you know other people have bought it but the app is for me like it's primarily for me maybe for philip second yeah you know monica and chris third and fourth but it's my app you know damn it and then (laughs) after that (laughs) we we kind of um it's funny we have this channel in slack called feedback and Monica, who you know, who reads the majority of our tweets and emails, she'll just tend to post things in there during the day that um, that people have said. So just snippets, you know. Wouldn't it be nice if we had this? I really want this. And she doesn't apply any um, sort of filtering to that. There's no sort of you know, this is a good idea. This is not a good idea. The idea is that it's just an information flow of you know things people are asking. And what we find now that that our app is a bit more uh, popular is that a lot of the same suggestions come up over and over again you know people will ask for a specific feature and they might ask for it in five different ways but you can see you know they're all kind of aiming at the same thing and then we kind of go i don't know if you've ever seen the show house md i have seen the show house md although i think people just call it house i call it house md because he's a medical doctor my friend (laughs) don't take don't take that away from him so are you um, sure it's not medical detective because that's what he is (laughs) A little bit of column A, a little bit of column B. You know, everyone's dying until the last five minutes, basically, and then they either die or they don't. He is named for Sherlock Holmes, you know. He is named for Sherlock Holmes. Yes. Oh, Gregory. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Well, then, and he also has Watson, Wilson. Watson, Wilson, yeah, <sighs> okay. But focus here, focus. As okay. I say to my kids, focus, focus, diplodocus. Um <laughs> uh, we should edit that out what it's it's how you get kids to focus you get them to repeat that and it's kind of ridiculous and suddenly they're, they've snapped out of whatever they're doing at least it works when they were younger top tip i'm definitely focused on the diplodocus if that's what your your aim was then you've you've succeeded boom 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 that's for the other listener who said we don't say boom enough boom okay we'll say more booms boom um, anyway, House, his whole, well, one of his philosophies is all patients lie. And to a much less severe extent, we believe that about our users. Not that they purposely craft emails to, to lie about features that they want. But we, every bug report we get and every feature request we get, we run it through a filter. So sometimes someone will say things like, oh, I really wish I had, you know, more ways to create manual playlists. Or I really wish I had a way to do this and to do that. And they're sincere. That's, that's what they want. But often if you step back and you look at all the different feedback we're getting, you suddenly realize that there's 10 different groups of people and they're all essentially asking you to improve, you know, the same sort of thing. Like, can you make continuous playback of episodes easier? They don't necessarily need, you know, 21 manual playlists. They don't necessarily need some of the things that they are actually asking for. But, you know, it's obvious what what they want is an improvement to you know, the underlying system for, for doing, you know, these things. And that's the kind of things we tend to focus on with big releases. We're like, okay, we've got, you know, let's say five months. That's probably typically how long we spend on a major release. What can we do in five months? And I think this is the other thing users don't get. Sometimes they ask for, you know, I would love unicorns and fairies and, and things that it could take two years to develop. And yeah. I know on some podcasts, you know, developers get on there and they're like, yeah, you know, I care about the feature subset and I get in there and I spend as long as it takes. But really... The majority of developers 
you know, don't have millions of dollars sitting in their bank account so they can just disappear for two years. The majority of developers, you know, are constrained by time. And so we look at a feature and sometimes it is it is constrained by, you know, what the operating system can do or the kind of workarounds, you know, we have to do. So some features are insanely easy. You look at something and go, yep, that's built into the core of it. the OS. That could take us, you know, 10 minutes to implement, probably hours to test really. And there's the ongoing maintenance of, of any feature that you add. But it's something that's really easy. Whereas we look at something else that on the surface looks easy, you know, add a button here that does X. And then we realize to add that button, we're going to have to add, you know, 30 different workarounds, you know, for various things that aren't supported in the OS. And it's going to be a bit of a hack. And the thing that I'm super mindful of these days is every feature you add is, is a cost to your application. It's an ongoing cost. Every single bug release update, every single maintenance update, every single, you know, feature update. The features that you currently have in the app are ones you have to support, the ones you have to maintain. If they're broken by the OS or if people find bugs, they're the things you you constantly have to keep up to date. Now, I'll give you one quick example. We have this feature that I stupidly added into our Pocket Cast version 4 on Android. Mm. So we had a lot of user requests. They're like, I really want to just be able to dump, you know, random mp3 files into your app because i love the the playback interface you know i want to listen to my uni lectures and i don't want to listen to my lecture at you know one speed i'd love to listen to my lecture at you know one and a half or two times and you know keep track of where i am and no music playing up you know does this but yours does hey wouldn't it be cool if i could you know dump files into your thing and i looked at that and i thought you know i can probably you know work that in in a way that most users don't notice so Mm. i I did this thing where i just uh, i when you install Pocket Cast, it creates a folder on, on the drive that's accessible by, by Android users. And should you happen to dump, you know, MP3 folders in there, they'll appear in the app as a custom podcast. So you get this little picture of a folder and all your episodes are in there. And on the surface of it, that seemed like a pretty simple thing to implement. You know, we weren't going to try and sync these to different devices. We weren't going to do anything crazy with them. But I tell you what, the amount of headaches that one feature has caused us is insane. And, you know, looking back, on it now a year and a half ago i wish i had never ever ever you know put that into the application and that's the kind of cost a feature can have you know something that's looks really quick to implement might you know end up costing you weeks if not months of you know development time down the track i don't know if you get that as well yeah i, d- I definitely get that um and it's not necessarily just because of things that users suggest right um one of the things that i've had to deal with over the uh, with with the with the with gift wrapped is that the way that the library on gift wrapped works for anybody who doesn't understand there is a library that you can put gifts into which syncs to dropbox uh so that you can have your gifts everywhere across every device if you so choose gift wrapped dots no, um, so <laughs> gif wrapped the, uh... <laughs> get it now kids put your, all your gifs in there <laughs> sorry no <laughs> we're not having that discussion <laughs> <laughs> so one of the things that I did write was uh, previously I've I've made uh, the documents folder accessible via iTunes so that you can drop things in and out of that that way um, and that was one of the first things that I did with with GIF wrapped is drops uh, make that you know open that up so that you can drop uh, f- files in through iTunes if you so choose and uh, I kind of regret it now because it means doing a lot of things uh, that I would not necessarily have had to do previously because now what people expect is that it's a folder that they can put GIFs into through iTunes uh, or through other means and then then that folder just gets synced with GIF ra- with Dropbox. And I don't know if you understand, but sync is really friggin' hard. And uh, especially when you're talking about files. Now, most 
like there are plenty of apps out there that use Dropbox. So so much so that they have a feature like a, a library that you can drop it drop in, and it's you know it's magic. It just works for you, and you can get all your files through this library, and it just works great. Except if you want to do it like the way that kind of Dropbox tends to work on a desktop, which is you have a folder that you sync into Dropbox uh, and the folder has to stay the same as the folder in Dropbox. I'm essentially writing my own sync on top of Dropbox in order to make that happen. And I would not necessarily have had to do that had I kept that library kind of closed down a little bit more. Yeah, I can't, you know, I, I totally, totally get feature regret. It's it's a thing. It is a thing. Yeah, and that's that's the other part of it. You find you really get the desire to, ah, you know, if I could remove this, I guarantee it would make it, you know, better for all future users of the app. But the problem is you've got an existing user base all of a sudden. You've got this these people that for whatever reason, you know, love this feature and you just know that, and I've done this before, you just know that the second you rip that out that there's going to be complaints and, you know, that can really sour like a brand new launch when you give everyone all these new things but you take away, you know, maybe one old thing and that's the only thing you hear about for you know, from then on. So I want to ask you about, about like removing features because I've done that recently. I I magically didn't really cop a lot of flack for it and I was, I'm actually quite surprised. One of the features that, I, the feature that I removed, it was a massive part of the app. It was so big that for the, like the entire six months or so after, uh, after Twitter introduced native GIFs, People were having issues with the the what was a Twitter section in my in the app uh, that basically was a timeline not unlike you would get in like Tweetbot or on the Twitter app or whatever. It basically just pulled out all the gifts and it would show you the gifts and you could add them to your library if you want directly from the app. Twitter gifts, not gifts. Twitter gifts are videos, and so they wouldn't show up. And because a lot of people started to use them in place of just you know providing links to gifts elsewhere on the internet, I guess. A lot of people would just have blank timelines because it wouldn't come up, wouldn't find anything, and so I would get a lot of, I got a lot of, a lot of, uh, a lot of support requests about, you know, why isn't this working? Can you fix it? And a lot of tweets, you know, this isn't working. You, like, can can you release an update? Like, and you know, I, and so I had to make the decision as to what I was going to do. I could either dedicate a bunch of time to making something that would support the these new you know this essentially new gif format which would mean that like i would have to write a video uh transcoder to you know convert videos back to gifs and like then how do you detect those videos Uh, like you know what if they're just what if they're actual videos like do i still make those available and you can pull a gif from that am i going to turn into like an app where i actually that you create gifs is that something that i want to do and the end result i think was i just pulled it out because it was just going to take too much like too much work kind of detract from everything else and so i did that and then i wrote like uh, as part of my update notes i made a did a whole thing where i kind of tried to explain why i'd pulled it out and uh you know it probably took up like half of my update notes and um i did cop flack for that uh but as far as like as far as the actual feature itself i think most people like they wondered where it went, but nobody's given me any sort of why did you take this out, you terrible person? You're an awful, awful jelly. <laughs> yeah, I remember that feature. I was one of the early um uh beta testers of your app and I opened that page and I looked at it, and I'm like, eh. yeah, like it didn't didn't really interest me. And it, it I mean it could be 
we've had that in the past as well where you remove something that you know you think you're going to get a lot of flack for and you get almost none and uh, i think all that indicates is that you know that people either have another way to do the thing that you've removed so you haven't yeah you know you haven't seriously broken some workflow or they didn't really rely on it you know maybe it was a nice thing that they checked from you know from time to time but it wasn't something they went to every single day and were just like oh yeah i got to browse my twitter stream for the last you know 12 hours of stuff and then i got to add that to my gift wrap because I guarantee you if people were using it like that, like if they woke up every morning and save stuff from there, they'd, they'd be pretty mad, you know, when you remove something like that. Mm. Because most users, they don't they don't care about why things are broken. You know, that's that's your problem. You're the developer. You know, some of our users are very, very understanding. And if you explain it to them, they'll be like, yeah, I see that. But the majority of users are like, meh, like you're the developer. It's your job to make stuff work. If stuff breaks, then it's your job to fix it. Like it's not their job to worry about why. Yeah, and look, I I mean, I can I can kind of understand that, but at the uh, like on the other hand, I, I think I think the end result is that I just I don't care. <laughs> and it sounds terrible, right? Like it sounds terrible. You should put that, that at the top of your uh, app blurb. Hi, hi everyone. That's what I, I don't should care. <laughs> <laughs> like I think the end result is that I'm making like is something that you suggest said before. I'm making the app because I want the app. I'm not a big company. I'm not, you know, uh, I'm not a con- you know, media conglomerate that just wants to, uh, you know, the, whose whole goal in life in, 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 for existence, meaning for existence, is all about trying to get people to use the app and, you know, selling them stuff on, and whatnot. Like, Gifwrapped is uh, is kind of a part of me and it's just something that I, it's something that I work on because I want it and I enjoy doing it. And I mean, it makes me money and that's, you know, that, and that's, that's, that's awesome. I'm really happy with that. But at the end of the day, like, I think like it's it's one of those things where people talk about like opinionated apps and I think they're like I think that's kind of the key because if you can choose the things that you put into the app and you have an app that has an opinionated you know uh, set of features and, and an opinionated workflow I think that's a good thing, and especially when you're talking about a, like a person, one person who's creating an app. Because I think I think for the purposes of like you know, for my purposes uh, as a developer, creating an in, in like uh, an opinionated app, an app that has a kind of a set workflow and a kind of a set you know feature set, it's automatically giving you boundaries in which you can work, and it's automatically giving you a, a list of a list of features that you can you can add and. At the end of the day, I'm like I take everybody's feature requests and I stick them into my list. I have so many features in this list that I don't even understand fully. Uh, but I, I also have a bunch of features that I'm probably not going to ever get around to implementing. I think the end result, I mean, for my personal thing, because I'm an ind- like I'm an independent you know developer and I work as the title kind of says alone i think that's kind of an important you know an important way to do it because it just means that i can kind of go yeah i'm not going to implement that feature and i can point to the to you know to that and say look this is and that's why i don't have to have any kind of second thoughts about it after that yeah yeah i mean i'm the same the i guess the difference is that um i'm gonna sound like i'm bragging here i'm really not but that we have a bigger platform, I guess, with more users and, and more established users. And we do have to think a little bit more about, you know, what do people want and what do people, you know, use this app for. But at the end of the day, we always try and keep in mind that, you know, we built Pocket Cast, for example, as an app with a single purpose. You know, it it has a definition for what it should do. And 
every time we start thinking about things that step outside of that, we always just remind ourselves, you know, no, if if that's something people really want, then that's something we should build another app for or that someone else, you know, will build an app for. Because at the end of the day, you know, unlike your, you know, your operating system that comes with your laptop, where you have, you know, very few choices as to what you can choose. In terms of podcasting apps, there are dozens to choose from, you know, on every platform that that you're on. So it's not really my job to please every single one of the people who emails us. You know, it's my job to to try and, you know, create, I guess, yeah, like you said, an opinionated app that has, you know, a single purpose and it's always sticking to that. I have found one small thing that I'll share with you though. I often find that, you know, sometimes you can explain that to people and they'll understand, but often it's just easier to say, you know, thanks for your feature suggestion. You know, we'll think about it. And if you ever get one of those emails from us, it generally means that like you, we've stuck it into, you know, a list of features somewhere, but it may or may not happen. You know, we, we made that mistake in the early days of of saying to people, you know, that's an awesome suggestion. We'll get on that right away. And then they'd email you back three months later and be like, oh, like, where is it? And then, then you have to explain like all the different reasons that go into, you know, time and money and, you know, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, and I think I think that that's what it comes down to. Like even the even the features that I, that are in my list that I may not ever get to, they're in there not because I kind of want to make that person feel better. Because I mean, I'm not here to make everybody feel good. I'm here to make an app. I, like I, I, it's there because I, I'm happy to con- like I'm happy to consider it. And for when it becomes when it becomes the thing that I know I need to do and the thing that I know. Is the right is the right decision at that point? That's when I will I will look at implementing it. And it, it's not necessarily about whether it's the easiest next you know next job on my list. It's it's just simply about is this going to make the app better in a way that is worth the time that I'm going to put into it. And I kind of think about every single feature that I put in the app that way because if I don't. Then what I end up with is the you know the feature regret that I talked about before and that you that you mentioned. That's that's how you get that feature regret is by not you know not not fully like considering the the full uh you know the full uh consequences of all your decisions. Yeah, definitely. I I think we'd agree on that. You know, every decision that you make and now is going to shape the future of your product. You know, good or bad. So. I guess that's the summary. Try and make the right ones. <laughs> Don't make the wrong decisions. Make the right decisions. You're welcome, kids. Stay in school. <laughs> Don't do drugs. <laughs> Boom. Boom.